On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I speak about doing my first 15k run, about smashing through the target on the just giving for the half marathon, and about a mad story to do with Stormzy, rain, and videos. what is going on welcome to this episode number 171 of life and lessons i'm sean spooner and if you're new here here's what you need to know this podcast is the place where i share the lessons i wish i knew sooner think of this as me learning out loud sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people i know the only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play you're going to learn something new Now, this will be a quick one this week. I can almost guarantee it because I've been busy in the office today and I just kind of want to get a quick update out there, have a quick chat and then go and get on with my day. However, very quick one. Apologies for no podcast last week. I had the best intentions to do one, uh, but I was back in Corby and Richard was down for a few days. And so we were meeting a bunch of former clients and contacts and just catching up with people, which meant dinner out every single evening of the week for essentially a week. So my content time just got eaten into no pun. And then I thought, you know what I could do on Saturday, but I was traveling and then Sunday I was doing the book. So here we are. (laughs) There's a podcast this week. There wasn't one last week, but we're getting there. We're, We're doing okay. This is like three podcasts in four weeks, maybe four in the past five weeks. This is good progress compared to where we were a few weeks ago. So I'm going to take this as a win. Um, speaking of this week, it has been, it's been busy in the moments when I've been working, but actually I've, I've tried to take this week as a bit of a kind of pullback week where I'm just doing slightly less because the past four or so weeks have been super intense in every sense. Since I saw that 150 days until the end of the year on the horizon, I kind of just doubled down on everything. As you know, if you listen to the last few episodes and as a byproduct of that, I've just been incredibly busy. Like my days have been packed out from like 7am until 9pm, Monday to Thursday. Fridays are okay. Saturdays are okay. Then Sunday's book day and then straight back into it. So just super busy, super all out. Uh, On the business and on content and on running and on the gym and just everything, right? And so this week, because I could feel myself getting a bit burnt out, because I was still aching from a big run that I did a few weeks ago that I'll tell you about in a minute, I just thought, you know what, I'm not going to go to the gym this week. I'm not going to run. I'm going (laughs) to, funnily enough, began a slight calorie deficit this week. And I'm so glad that I don't need to run this week or that I'm not going to the gym this week because I completely underestimated just how much energy is drained from you in a calorie deficit, particularly if you're somebody like me who's never really been in a calorie deficit before, at least not by design. It's hard work. I don't know how people do it for long, sustained periods of time. I'm doing like a little eight, maybe 12 week stint just to see if doing that alongside running uh, plus going to the gym can, I guess, reduce a bit of body fat percentage because this is probably the optimal time for me to try it. So it's just a bit of a game with myself. Like there's no serious end goal. However, it's hard work. I'm four days into it and man, it is difficult burning more calories than you consume each day. So respect to anybody who does this frequently as part of their lifestyle change. But yeah, this week has been less busy. It's been less intense. It's been purposely trying to uh, do less. And that meant filming no YouTube videos, although I'll probably do some on Saturday. That meant producing zero short form content. After doing 15 in the space of three weeks, I thought let's have a week off. And also to be honest with you, in the business, it's just been a little bit less intense. 
Uh, there's been fewer people in the office. There have been literally no meetings all week because it turns out absolutely everybody, including all of our clients, seem to be on holiday this week or next week. Like nobody's around right now. So this just seemed like the perfect week to do less. And so do less is what I have done. And it's been nice. I feel a little bit tired and a little bit fatigued still. I think what I need is the end of this week and the weekend. And frankly, some calories would be nice. I might do a day where I eat a little bit more just to kind of, you know, feel that bit better. But yeah, locking in the sleep before the end of the week because that's been terrible these last few days with the heat. Trying to close off the week tomorrow, roll on into the weekend, do the book, and then properly, properly go again next week is the game plan. So hopefully, when I speak to you this time next week, you will hear me talking about all of the stuff that I've been up to. Whereas this week, to be honest, I haven't been up to much. However, it's kind of a good job I didn't do a podcast last week because there is a story which has actually, no, it would have been after last week's podcast anyway. Either way, last Friday produced a really great story for me. So I can talk about it now and fill space because I've been up to nothing this week. And the story is this. So I went to see Stormzy on Friday night and I bought the ticket literally on Friday morning. The tickets to this day-long festival that Stormzy was headlining were like £92 or something. But if you play the trick of buying resale tickets on the day of an event, you realize that lots of people are trying to get rid of tickets all for the same event, all on the same day. And they come to the realization that if they don't sell their ticket really cheaply, they're not going to sell it. And if they don't sell it, they lose all of their money. And so on the day of events, as I've done a few times before, if there's something that I just kind of fancy going to, but I'm not really bothered either way, like Coldplay in the Principality Stadium a few weeks ago, I just buy a cheap ticket. And so I managed to get a ticket to this basically £100 festival for, I think, £22.50. And so I worked for the day in Corby, jumped on the train, went across to London, and then went to this festival just in time for Stormzy's headline slot. So I didn't see anyone else there, it was just Stormzy. And it was fairly nice weather when things began. It was, it was dry, it was slightly cloudy, it was getting dark, but it was nice weather, right? And this Stormzy set actually felt really special. So the festival day was called the This Is What We Mean Day, named after his most recent album, This Is What I Mean, which if you've listened to it, you'll understand what I'm about to say. If you haven't, just take my word for it that it is a complete departure from what you think Stormzy is and the music you think he, make, thinks he makes, right? It's not like rap and grime and this and that. It's almost like a gospel album. It's, it's really different to anything he's made before. And so he started the set with a few of the songs from that album, then did the normal like high knees, high energy hour long set in the middle. And then the final few songs of the set were also quite uh, stripped back with like choir and instruments. And it was, it was just lovely, right? And towards the end of the set, he played Blinded By Your Grace, the song that you probably know, probably one of his biggest songs, almost definitely his most commercially successful song. I know people who have no idea who Stormzy is who know that song. And suddenly, as if it was poetic, when that song began playing, the weather went from clear skies, fairly dry, there'd been a bit of drizzle throughout the evening, to absolutely chucking it down, like raining heavier than you can imagine with 50,000 people stood outside in a field. Like it was crazily heavy, this rain. I think it was the back end of storm something or other, whatever the most recent storm was in the southeast, southeast of England. And of course, as part of that song, Blinded by Your Grace, there's this kind of spoken piece in the middle that's done by a singer and not Stormzy, which speaks about the rain pouring and all these kind of references to, I guess, what is quite biblical or religious, I don't know. But, but that happening 
with the rain pouring, with 50,000 people in a field essentially surrendering to the fact that they were all going to get absolutely drenched, that all of their clothes are going to be ruined, their hair was going to be ruined. And so in that moment when you've got nothing else to care about and it's kind of game over from a looking cool or looking impressive perspective, everybody just surrendered to it. Everybody just said, you know what? We're going to get drenched. Let's just sing along and have no no inhibitions, right? It was honestly one of the most magical moments of my life. And that sounds like a dramatic statement for standing in a field in East London somewhere with a bunch of people listening to Stormzy. But it was crazy. It was like I've never felt more alive than in the final few songs of that set because of the kind of themes and because of the feeling and because of the connection of 50,000 people singing along surrendering basically no phones out just doing their thing in that weather it was crazy it was so good and so during blinded by your grace during that little bridge part which speaks about the rain pouring i thought this is cool so i took a little video and i tweeted it that night with a little kind of summary of how i felt about that moment and uh got back to kettering at like i don't know 1 a.m jumped in the car went to mcdonald's got to McDonald's, looked at my phone, I saw the Stormzy had retweeted it and a few people were kind of catching on to it. I thought, this is cool. Thought nothing of it, because like, whatever. Next day, I wake up and Stormzy at like 9am unretweeted it to then retweet it again to like show more people it. And I'm like, that's crazy. The, the guys retweeted it twice. What are the chances? So then jump in the car, driving to Wales later that day, I get to a service station and then Stormzy had unretweeted it again to then retweet it again. And then he had quote tweeted it to also push it further. And I'm like, man, this guy really likes this video. So I, um, I tweeted in reply to his quote tweet and I'm just like, hey, look, this, this is a terrible quality version of it because Twitter has compressed it. Um, let me send you the high res. And then I'm out for dinner that night and my Apple watch buzzes <laughs> and it's a DM from Stormzy. And he's basically like, hey, can I get that video? Like, can you email it over to me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Where shall I send it? Assuming that he's going to give me the email address of like, you know, somebody in his label or his manager or some sort of assistant. And then he replies with his like personal iCloud email. So I send it over and he shares on Instagram. And it's cool. It was just a nice story that, you know, there's there's almost a million views on that video on Twitter and like over a hundred quote tweets. And every single one of the quote tweets is somebody quoting that video to then share their own kind of story of how they felt in that moment. And I shit you not, like it did feel really special. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I go to a lot of gigs and I hear a lot of songs live and there are lots of moments of, I think they call it collective everescence, which is where you're in a setting with a bunch of people feeling the same thing as you, or in this case, singing the same song as you. And so it feels nice, but I do really think that this was a a level above that. And I know that they filmed that night for Channel 4 and it was broadcast on Saturday, just gone. So I'm not sure you might be able to jump on whatever 4OD is called these days and see that song. Honestly, it would do it no justice. You really had to be there. It was incredible. I know a few people who were there and we've spoken since on Instagram just about it. It was crazy. It was really good. So that's the Stormzy story. Uh, and I might go and see Dermot Kennedy on Sunday at the same festival, headlining it. Um, it will, To be honest, it will be a case of if I can get a cheap ticket on the day, I'll go because it is all the way in London and I'm in Wales right now. But if I do, that'll be fun. If not, then Sunday will be book day. Uh, speaking of the book, I have given up three or four hours each Sunday for the past what? four weeks now, five weeks. And I'm making good progress. I think, I think it's going well. I have completed the big long introduction, which I did last year, plus two full chapters. Now I haven't shared the second chapter with anybody, although I will if you're part of the 
book club club thing in a few weeks time. Uh, and I'm working on a third chapter, which is perhaps the most difficult so far to write, but the 1500 words or so that I've got so far, including the case study and some of the research that I've done, it's definitely at least for me, the most important and the most impactful chapter so far. It's something that I'm probably going to produce a bunch of content about generally as this concept, because uh, it's just so relevant and so true. I won't go into it in too much detail, but parts of the Stormzy story from earlier, including other parts that I haven't said, like they just validate this concept that I've spoken about for a while so much. So I'm really excited to finish off that chapter. Hopefully I'll get to do it on Sunday because it's, it's a difficult one to finish. I don't quite know how I'm going to wrap up the second half of it, but that's all part of the fun. Um, I did a 15K run with Adam Horton a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was just after the last podcast episode. So I don't think I've told you about this, but that, speaking of magical moments, was one of the best Saturday nights I've ever had in my life. Going to somewhere in Leicestershire, I had no idea where I was. And Adam agreed to run 15k with me. Neither of us had ever ran quite that far. I think the most we'd ran between us is about 12k each. Um, but Adam was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we did it. And it was actually really easy. I say really easy. It wasn't towards the end, but like, I think a 15k, right? Bearing in mind that what, six months ago, I was on this podcast saying it's really difficult to run for 60 seconds. 15k is quite long. It's not far off that half marathon distance I'm aiming for. But that was the first run that I've ever done with somebody. So we're able to talk and chat and kind of just observe what's happening around us and oh, this part's difficult and this is a big hill and la la la. It made it so much easier. And so two things. Number one, I'm really excited in the future for more long runs. There's just something about them. Like when you get to that difficult period, which this time around was about 12 and a half K, when it begins to pinch, there's just something about it. Like you can't help but feel alive when you know that you have no option but to keep going, right? <laughs> Even if you stop and walk, you still have to walk to get back, so you may as well carry on. But also I'm really excited to do more runs with other people because it was just nice. And it was like a one hour and 45 minute conversation, which was entirely undistracted because of course there were no phones and laptops and iPads and TV and music or anything. But it was also a... I don't know. It was nice. I, I don't know where that train of thought was going. It was a nice run is what I'm trying to say. Excited to do more. Uh, speaking of the half marathon, not long to go now, just over a month. Um, I will easily be able to do the distance now. Now that I've done that 15k, it's another 6k to a half marathon. It was easy enough with one person around me. Imagine a few thousand people around me, right? It's going to be easy. I'm going to get it done. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to get back into building up some distance more seriously from next week before then easing back a couple of weeks before it just to make sure that my body is all okay. Um, the just giving has passed its target for, for a reason that I won't go into. The story is absolutely nuts. I won't go into it. But if you go to my just giving, you will notice that there is a very big anonymous donation. And I know who the anonymous person is, but because they've done it anonymously, I won't tell the story. However, I appreciate that person and everybody who has donated equally, right? There's, there's levels to this and everybody who has donated has given a proportion of what they can. I appreciate them all. And it's amazing that we've passed the two and a half thousand pound target for the Alzheimer's Society. It really means a lot whether you've donated five pounds or 2,028 pounds and 49 pence. Um, I think that's the amount. 
incredible thank you to everybody i think because i planned anyway to do a big push in the part in the last 30 days before the half marathon i'm going to leave the actual set target where it's at it's going to be two and a half grand but i think that in my head now it would be nice to aim for three and a half i know that there are um you know there are a bunch of people i know who probably will donate who haven't yet there are a bunch of people i don't know who are probably kind enough to donate because they listen to this or watch the content or follow me on instagram or whatever i think three and a half grand is a realistic target and let's be honest we've already raised two and a half thousand pounds so anything beyond this is an incredible bonus um it's amazing in the same way that the the distances clocking up so quickly over the months has felt special so too has raising that much money right and i okay sure like lots of it was from one person but nonetheless it's a combined effort and it will continue to be a combined effort from everybody who does donate Uh, i will make sure that a link to the just giving is in the show notes of this podcast if you do want to donate i'd really appreciate it if you can't not a problem any support is good i see the people who reply to my stories or like the posts or you know reply to my tweets with words of encouragement or like the runs on strava or whatever you do i appreciate it all equally so thank you i'm really excited for the final 30 days before that and i'm so excited now for this half marathon to just get it done and then see what bigger and better running related challenges i.e a marathon and beyond i can do next year because it's just good fun i think that's everything i'm gonna have a chilled weekend this weekend as i hinted at at the beginning of this probably do book day on sunday unless i go and see dermot kennedy we'll see what happens uh and then i think monday's a bank holiday isn't it but i'm just gonna work it normally because like it's a monday and i've got no other plans so i'll probably just work the monday normally unless i go and see dermot kennedy and then get back to wales at 3 a.m that might be a different story but i think that's everything that was a quick little catch up thank you as always for listening i hope you have a good week and i'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 172 of life and lessons see you then Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.